Hey guys, you're listening to the Turning Point Podcast, where we talk about life lessons and how turning points can shape our journey. Today, I'm speaking with Apple Kreider. At the age of 19, he had created multiple businesses. He had created business around teaching college kids how to invest their money, budgeting, credit cards, side hustle, and more. He is currently the host of Young Smart Money, one of the one top 100 business podcasts on iTunes. We talk about entrepreneurship, building a business, and so much more. This is a great episode, and I'm really excited to share with you guys. If you want to know more about him, you can search on Instagram for Apple Crider. This is episode seven, Young and Ambitious. Well, thank you so much for being here today and part of the podcast. It's my pleasure to be here. Awesome. So I usually like to start by asking about your journey and what you've been building, whatnot, but... Being that you're so young, I want to kind of change that question to growing up, were you always this driven and ambitious? Is this really what you wanted to do or, or was it more like a mentor kind of changed that mindset and then that ambition kind of like grew? Yeah, that's a really good question. And for me, I guess I've always, always been pretty ambitious. I've always been somebody who was always working on something. It was never entrepreneurial. Um, it was more of just like different projects that I had working on. I would get really into sports and then I would get really into music and I would just have like these phases where I was really into stuff. But I, I got into entrepreneurship because my mom is an entrepreneur. She started her own business about 10 years ago and she is a, a workplace coach. Um, and she basically goes into to workplaces. She speaks at conferences on workplace communication and how people can communicate more effectively. And she started that business. She'd been in corporate America for a while and she was just sort of sick of it. So she decided to go out there and fix all the problems that she'd seen. And seeing her do that and seeing how possible it was to really like find a problem and, and create a solution yep. for it was really the thing that showed me that it was possible for me to do that myself. And that was sort of the one of the first sort of uh, I don't know, dominoes, I guess, that fell into place that that brought me to where I'm at today. So I've always been pretty driven. Again, I've always been working on stuff. But but that influence of, of her on on me was was really one of the biggest, biggest things that, that brought me to where I'm at today. That's awesome. And you are how old right now? I am 20 as of right that now. That is nuts. But you so you and you started this at like 19. So literally right after high school, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, I didn't really do anything entrepreneurial in high school. I mean, I like flipped can I was like selling candy bars in the back of the classroom yeah. and like <laughs> flipping shoes and stuff, but like nothing, nothing huge, nothing that I was like super passionate about. So when I got to college, um, if you want me to just like I can just hop into like how I got. Yeah, started. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Cool. Sure. So um, when I got to college, I was. I was kind of bored because I've always been somebody who was, who could do good at school without really trying. I, I've just sort of had a knack for like being able to jump through the hoops and, and do well on tests without spending hours and hours studying and, and making the professors like me and stuff. Like that was just something that I've been naturally good at. So I didn't have to spend too much time on school. So I had a lot of free time on my hands um, after getting to college here in Wisconsin that I was like, what, what do I want to do? Yeah. So again, I'd had that in, uh, entrepreneurial influence from my mom. So I basically just went to YouTube and like a lot of kids do, I just Googled like how to make money online. So I was coming across all these different business models and the one that really caught my eye was selling on Amazon I, I was really fascinated by this and there were a couple guys making YouTube videos about selling on Amazon that I was just like super super fascinated by and like the, the FBA model where I would like 
private label something, I would like come up with some kind of knickknack, put my logo on it and find some supplier in China to make like 5,000 of them for me, send it to the Amazon warehouse and then Amazon distributes it for me. So something very simple like that. I was just really fascinated by this business model. It was very hands off. It, it sounded like it was like a really good way to like make some money online. So I went down that rabbit hole for probably anywhere from like three to four months after realizing that I didn't really feel like I was solving a problem. Um, the two different products that I was got very close to selling, I was I got prototypes and everything, um, but I was thinking about selling coffee cups and like USB-C adapters. And like neither of those were like solving <laughs> a real problem in the world. I was like, there's plenty of like recyclable coffee cups out there. You're solving a need, like, but you're not really like... Yeah, but like really there's so problem. many other people doing that. Yeah. I feel like I was just being a middleman. Like I didn't think I was really adding any value to anyone's life by like being another Amazon seller of this product that like yep. a thousand other people are already selling. I was like, what what value am I adding there? So at that point, I was like, I don't really want to be doing this. I'd rather do something that, that, that is more fulfilling to me. So I pivoted into creating content because throughout this entire time, I'd always been really interested in how people interact with money. I've always really observed how my parents and the people around me and my peers interact with money and how they decide what to spend their money on and how to use their money. So I'd always been thinking about that. So when I turned 18, I got really into investing, credit cards, and just personal finance in general. So I decided to make YouTube videos about what I was doing with personal finance, how I was um, getting credit cards, how I was building my credit, how I was getting some free travel, uh, what I was investing in and why. And basically just documenting the things that I was doing because uh, I, I saw all my friends around me who, who weren't doing these things. They weren't thinking about um, investing and in, like Roth IRAs and stuff. And I tried to tell them about this and they were like, dude, chill out. I'm 18 years old. I don't need to think about this until I'm like 35. And I was like, that's great, but I'll just make these YouTube videos. And if you want to watch them, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to, um, but they're just going to be there as a resource to people. So I did that. Um, I, I wasn't really taking it super seriously. I didn't really put a lot of time and effort into like learning the whole YouTube game and trying to like grow a channel. I was kind of just like putting content out there because I was passionate about it um, and it was something that I really enjoyed to do so I was doing that for a while and through that I got really into the world of social media fun fact I actually didn't have any kind of social media accounts throughout high school I didn't have like Instagram snapchat um, I had a Facebook but I never used was it, it by decision though or yeah, was okay it was. okay it was. I was intentionally off of social media just because I didn't feel like I needed it. I, I didn't think it was going to add anything to my life. I saw my friends around me spending like hours on Snapchat, just like sending pictures back and forth. And I was I just didn't feel the need for that in my life. So I intentionally just like chose not to do that. And I was like, it was totally fine. I was like, if you want to talk to me, like come talk to me. Um, but I don't want to spend my whole like Saturday just like sending pictures back and forth to people like that just wasn't <laughs> what I wanted to do. So I, I, I wasn't on social media until I started a YouTube channel. And then I started going down the rabbit hole of like Instagram and how I could start to like build a brand on Instagram and, and sort of make some money on that platform. So I went down that rabbit hole and then through that, I found a bunch of people who were really killing it on YouTube, but were neglecting their Instagram presence. And I had learned the Instagram game. So I basically went to them, worked for them for free and built their brand on Instagram because they were already creating a bunch of good content on YouTube. A lot of these guys had like three, four, five hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and had like three, four, five thousand um, followers on Instagram. So there was a huge discrepancy here. And I was like, these guys are putting out great content. They just don't know how to put it on Instagram. So I'm just going to bridge that gap for them. I did that. I was able to grow a bunch of people's accounts by tens of thousands of followers. At this point, hundreds of thousands of followers. And I was doing that for free. They saw that I was bringing value to their business. So they started paying me for it, um, referred me some more clients. Soon I had built, um, within like a month, I'd built a business that was bringing in like three to $4,000 a month just by doing Instagram out of my dorm room at like 19 years old. So 
at that point, I was I was really I was I was enjoying life. I was making some really great connections with other entrepreneurs, and the local radio station here on campus actually picked me up as a story. They wanted to to interview a local entrepreneur. They heard about me through my YouTube channel and through my social media stuff. So they picked me up and they interviewed me on the radio. I was really nervous for it because I'd never been interviewed before. And I, I went in, I did the conversation. It was just super casual and I really enjoyed it. I was like, wow, this is the format that, that I really, I really like. Cause I'd been making like YouTube videos that I'd been like outlining and like researching and stuff. But like, with a podcast, you just sort of like, or an interview in general, you just go in there, you just have a conversation with somebody, you learn their story, you learn about their experiences and, and what they've learned along the way. And I just, I really, I really liked that sort of format. So as soon as I got done with that interview, I basically just tried to figure out how I could start doing that myself and how I could start creating some kind of space where I could interview people, people could interview me. And I'd never heard of podcasts before. So the only thing I had in my head was like a radio station. And I'm like, I don't have access to like radio <laughs> broadcasting equipment. So I don't really know what I can do there. But then I stumbled upon podcasting and I was like, this is exactly what I need. So I just Googled like how to start a podcast as everyone does, watched a few YouTube videos. And literally that next day, I was already started um, on, on creating my own podcast. But I, I really, I went about it the wrong way. And I mean, you can cut me off whenever you want. No, I can just talk forever. <laughs> um, no, but, you're fine. You're fine. So, okay, okay. <laughs> but in regards to like business, so right now you have, currently you have the, the podcast, but you also have that business where you're helping people grow their Instagram, Instagram accounts for their business. That's currently a business as well. So flash forward a little bit, yeah. I ended up actually firing all of my clients except for one um, because I, at that point I was making some pretty decent money, but I, I didn't want to do that because it wasn't making me feel fulfilled. I, I really got hooked in the podcasting space and I, I wanted to go all in on my podcast because I was spending a lot of time doing this Instagram stuff for people and it was bringing in good money, but I, I had to step back and I was like, what, what's my priority right now? Like, is my priority to be being whatever 5,000 or, or more dollars a month as a college student? I'm doing Instagram. Like, that's great. But like, is that going to get me where I want to be in like five years? And my answer to that was no, because I wanted to invest more time into building my network than I did building my income because I personally, I'm, I'm in a place of, of privilege right now in that I don't need to be making a significant amount of money. My living expenses are, are pretty low and I realize that this is going to be like the time in my life where I can live the most cheaply um, and not feel like a total scrub. So I'm like, I'm going to take advantage <laughs> of that. And when I don't have all these obligations, when I don't have a mortgage, when I don't have all these things that I'm paying for, I'm going to not need to focus on my income as much. And I'm going to focus on the relationships I can build. And then over time, um, I'm sure those relationships are going to pay off hugely if I'm able to get myself well connected at a young age. So that's why I decided to go all in on the podcast and fire all of my clients, except for my very first client that I ever started working with, because him and I are doing some other projects now. So it just made sense to keep working with him. Um, but yeah, so I decided to yeah ditch most of the income in favor of of building my network more because I mean I was building my network through through the uh, Instagram stuff because I was meeting some high level people, but I was pretty limited by the amount of people I could work with, and I had a couple employees, but I just wasn't scaling it. I wasn't really focused on scaling it to to a huge level. And you can't really grow your brand with the Instagram business with the podcast. You can. So I think that's a really good move. Yeah, I just I was doing too many things. I literally at one point made a list of all the projects I was working on and there were 26 things that I was doing and I just took a step back and I was like I'm clearly not doing anything well. Like I can't do 26 no. things well. Plus I can't even do 20 things. 
yeah, plus go to school. Like I, I was doing, I, I was failing at everything. Like I was not doing anything to the level that I wanted to be. So I realized I had to take a step back and focus. And I picked three things and I was like, of these 26 things, I'm going to do three of them. And I'm going to do three of them very, very well. All of the rest I'm going to actively avoid. I didn't just say, I'll do these things when I have extra time. I'm like, no, like anything that's not my top three, I will not do it. I will actively avoid all of these things. If something comes up in one of these areas, it's a no. Like I've had clients come to me and, and, and offer to pay me large amounts of money to do Instagram work for them. And I'm like, I'm not doing Instagram right now. Like that's just not the business that I'm in right now. So it, it was tough at first, especially like when people were like literally coming to me with money in their hand and they're like, do my Instagram. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Like that's not what I'm doing. So it, it was tricky at first, but now I really, I have, I have a lot more focus on what I actually want to do and where I actually want to get that it's not as hard anymore for me to say no to these things because I, I really I have a clearer vision on like where I'm actually trying to go and the steps that it's actually going to take me to get there. Have you ever thought of maybe taking the growing Instagram accounts to actually making like a course where you teach kind of the basics? Actually, so I did do that. Actually, funny enough, um, I did do that back in the day when I was going all in on Instagram and I made this course and I launched it and I made I don't know somewhere around a thousand dollars launching this course in like a day or two, but. And then I was really, I was really dedicated to my students. I made sure all of them had success in in their businesses. But I never, I never got back around to it. And I'm not really sure why that was, to be honest. Like I thought about this multiple times, and I, I thought about launching a course again. I mean, it's built, and I have some students in there who I've who have been helping along. But I just haven't really devoted much time to it, just because again, it's not one of my top three things right now. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I might relaunch it. Cause, I mean, I have all the content, and it's all valuable, and the people who went through it got good results. So. I, I mean, I might open it up again at some point, but um, yeah, I don't know. I actually, yeah. I did do that, but it just, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna have to reflect on that because I'm not totally <laughs> sure why I just. I was just that. curious, just curious, because yeah. right, it, you can kind of make it a, like a passive income, I guess per se, because yeah. once you build a course, people will take the course and they'll use those resources, so you don't really have to be present unless they have questions. And nowadays, you can use like Slack where you kind of make that group and yep. people should start interacting with each other. So they help each other. So you don't really have to be involved there. Right. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. it's just an idea. So with the podcast, the main focus or I guess the the topic per se that you talk with all your guests is mainly finances. Right. Or do you yeah. bring other guests as well that you talk about other topics? So I've been expanding more because I've, I've been realizing the message that I actually want to spread with my podcast, and this is a message that I've been working on over time. When I first started my show, it was very personal finance focused, and I'm glad I picked such a broad name because at this point, it's called Young Smart Money, and you could really take that a lot of different directions. So at first, I was taking that very personal finance related. I would make, um, I was doing all solo episodes. I wasn't doing interviews, and I was talking about things like building your credit score, things like budgeting and um, investments and stuff like that. But over time, I decided that that's not what I wanted my message to be. I didn't want my message to be here are the ways that you can like increase your personal finances at a young age. I wanted my message to be I wanted to interview successful six, seven and eight figure online entrepreneurs, people who are doing cool stuff on the Internet about their journey and how they got there. And my my message that I wanted to spread was like, here are all the things you can do outside of the traditional nine to five. Like I want to speak to the 18 to 24 year old out there who knows they don't want to go into corporate America, but doesn't know what they want to do. Like they don't know what options they have available to them. They don't know how to pursue these different 
roads that they don't even know exist. So I wanted to bring people on from all different walks of life, people in in real estate, in social media. I've had Grammy award-winning rappers on the show. I've had people from all different walks of life on the show talk about their experiences and how they've been able to get to where they're at and um, how their experiences, how that can translate into lessons for younger listeners. So at this point, it's very entrepreneurial focused. But again, I do have people who aren't like your traditional entrepreneurs. Like, I mean, rappers aren't like the traditional entrepreneur yep. that most people think of. Um, athletes, but people who are doing stuff that isn't um, sitting in a cubicle for 40 hours a week. That's awesome. So kind of pivoting back to to finances, mm-hmm. especially for early 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. One question that I have for you. If yes. if, if they're in their early 20s and they have $1,000 to kind of invest, mm-hmm. um, that's all they have, right? Like they're not really making a ton of money. Sure. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend to those folks? Yeah. So first thing I want to say is like, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm yep. in school to be one. So maybe someday if I take the test, but as of right now, not financial advice, there's a quick little disclaimer. So don't listen to anything I say, but <laughs> what I would do if I was in your shoes, first of all, it depends on what your goals are. Like that's the most important thing you have to establish whenever you're thinking about investing your time, your money, your resources, anything, you got to think about what your goals are. Like, where do you want to be? And, and what are the steps it's going to take to get there? So I always, I always encourage people to like reverse engineer their goals. So like, where do you want to be? Where do you want this investment to take you? And um, what are your, what are your expectations there? So if you are somebody who wants to grow your money over time and retire with a significant amount of money, I would advise you to literally just open up a Roth IRA. If you don't know what a Roth IRA is, it's basically um, a retirement account that is going to give you some tax advantages and really save you a lot of money going into Uncle Sam's pocket if you take advantage of that from a young age. So basically, the money that you put into this account, you've already paid taxes on. You worked at whatever Starbucks. You made your $10 an hour. Uh, they took your taxes out of that. You got like, what, 8 bucks an hour. You put that $8 um, times whatever, however many hours. You got $1,000. You put that in the Roth IRA. You let that grow over time. It compounds. By the time you retire, maybe it's worth $10,000. Maybe it's worth $5,000. But you don't have to pay taxes when you take that money out as long as you wait until the age of whatever, 59 and a half. So basically, you get that money tax-free. If you invest it anywhere else, um, you have to pay taxes when you take that money out. So again, that $5,000, $10,000 is going to be reduced to whatever, $3,000, $6,000. Um, and you're not going to have as much money there. So that is, that's the advantage of a Roth IRA. So again, if you're investing for the long term and you really just want a passive place where you can put your money, not have to worry about it, I would totally recommend a Roth IRA. It's a great option for any 18, 19, 20-year-olds out there that have some extra money that they're sitting on that don't uh, foresee themselves needing to use it. Um, but if you do, again, if you do need to use that money, you can always take back the money that you put in. So if you put in $1,000, it grows to 2000 You can always take back that first 1000 without any negative consequences. So again, that money's not locked away, but it is going to be tax advantaged. If you leave it there, let it grow over time, um, it's going to grow tax-free. So that is the first place I would recommend. But um, I'm a little bit more biased towards actually um, learning. And and for me, the, the best investment that I have found that I've made in myself is learning valuable skills, okay? Uh, for me, the first valuable skill that I learned was Instagram. And with that skill, again, within a month, I was making three, $4,000 a month um, with this skill that I had learned by, by literally just investing. I didn't even invest any money. Like I didn't buy any courses. I didn't do anything other than like consume free content, try things on my own. And I'm sure if I would have bought in a course, it would have really expedited my learning process and I could have learned all that stuff a lot faster, made a lot less mistakes and um, lost a lot less time or, or yeah, lost a lot less time. But um, I decided to do it myself. But again, if you are somebody who wants to invest some money, like I would highly recommend learning a valuable skill. OK, this could be literally anything but like Instagram, podcast, YouTube. Um, you could learn how to, I don't know, just like 
do drone photography, like learn some kind of valuable skill that's going to allow you to solve people's problems because that's, that's where money comes from. Like when you solve problems, that is how you create an income for yourself. That is how you create value in the world. And that is how you are going to build any kind of business or, or just create like an income stream for yourself. Like you have to think about how can I provide value to people and it's going to be creating, it's going to be learning a valuable skill. And like, if you just invest like time, energy, attention that it takes, um, and resources into learning something valuable that you can then do for other people, like my, my recipe for success and what's worked for me has literally been learn a valuable skill, work for people for free. When they see how valuable you are, they're going to want to keep you around because they're like, wow, like this kid really knows what's up. I don't want somebody else to pick him up, start paying him. And then he doesn't have any time for me. So that's that's what exactly what I did, and that's been extremely effective for me. And I would highly recommend, like, if you got a thousand bucks, like, first of all, try a bunch of things before you invest in a course. Like, if you are going to invest in your education, like, figure out what you actually enjoy doing before you drop a thousand dollars, your only thousand yeah. dollars, into some kind of program. Like, try some stuff for free. Like, watch some YouTube videos. There's a lot of information out there for free. A lot of information. So get some kind of idea of what you actually enjoy doing. And then once you're like, all right, I really, I really like whatever podcasting. I really like podcasting. I'm going to go all in on podcasting, like invest in yourself, find, find a program, find somebody who you really look up to who has in your eyes, a successful, um, podcasting career, whatever you, whatever that looks like to you find that person and learn from them. That could be investing into a course that could be paying them for mentorship. Like just find some kind of way to surround yourself with people who are in the places you want to get to. That's going to allow you to expedite your learning process and just like speed past the competition. This is great. I know you said at the beginning that you're not a financial advisor, but this is great <laughs> advice. And, and I like that you went both ways, right? That you went oh, through, yeah. through the opportunity of open a Roth IRA, but also, mm -hmm. Hey, spend on your skills right yes because we can learn a lot from free content but then mm -hmm. some courses are worth it right like we can yeah. get kind of the basics from youtube but then actually this person's well versed on that particular subject so let's pay them some money kind of grow their brand but at the same time they're helping you grow so i kind of like that you gave those options because i think that's really great and not only for early 20 year olds this is what happens too with a lot of 30 year olds right they get mm. stuck in a career path they're bored mm. out of their mind they don't know how to get out of it because now they may have some responsibilities they may be married or have a mortgage or you know car payment whatever it is so it's like you still are young that you can pivot your life and do something else but a lot of people are scared right yeah. we get ourselves locked up in that comfort zone and we are mm. so scared that if something fails, you can still fail in your comfort zone. This is not the comfort zone doesn't mean it's, it's comfortable because you know it not because you're not yeah. going to fail. Right. Um, so I did like that. You kind of explained both going again to, to that second option that you were saying, right, of kind mm -hmm. of learning a new skill, like having a side hustle and not only because you want to make money, but mm -hmm. you never know if you're going to lose your job. Something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And doing that side hustle, you learn something new that could be a source of income in your time of need. Um, if someone wants to do something as a side hustle, not necessarily like Lyft or Uber or any of that stuff, what do you recommend them to do to begin? Mm -hmm. Whether it is first, podcast or YouTube, whatever it is. Yeah, first thing I wanna say, and this is a big myth that I hear a lot, and it's something that floats around, and it's this saying that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. And I think a lot of people misinterpret this um, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna answer your question, but I just wanted to say this first. No, I think fine. a lot of people misinterpret this this quote and they think that that means that they need to develop all of these different streams of income if they want to become wealthy. And that's not the case at all. Like if you look at people who have created massive wealth for themselves, 90 plus percent of them did so 
through through one avenue. Like they got really good at one thing and they, they took that one thing to an extreme and were able to create a significant business. And then once they got there, they diversified into different assets, different income streams because they wanted to maintain their wealth. So that's just a quick thing that I want to throw in there. Um, little bonus tip for y'all. But as far as getting involved with a, a side hustle, I would say the first thing is, again, you need to be solving a problem. So whenever I see people, a lot of young people get this confused. They get it twisted. They think that they just need to figure out how to get people to pay them money and then they'll be good to go or like how to make a quick buck online. And yeah. that's not what you want to be doing at all. Like you need to think about what problem are you solving? Like what is the issue that people are having in the market that you can come in and provide a solution for, a valuable solution that people need like what is the issue that you see happening like look in your own life like what are the problems you have look around you what are the problems that people around you have and how can you create a valuable solution to that problem like that should be the place where you start so that was the place where I started my podcast from I saw people didn't have accurate financial information people didn't have accurate information on all, all their options available to them so my solution was like all right I'm going to come in here and provide content that's going to help people through and, and really guide them and provide them with all the information that they're lacking from, in this case, the school system. Uh, if you want to do social media, like find people who are struggling with social media and help them with it. Okay. Like find people who have problems and then help them with it. And in order to help them, you're going to need a valuable skill, like I said before. So again, it, it just comes down to trying different things. Okay. So figure out what are your skills? They don't have to be entrepreneurially related. Like this could be like, if you're a good communicator, podcasting could be a great platform for you. If you're somebody who, who can just sit behind a computer all day and just like go at it, like, I don't know, maybe programming might be better for you, but like, think about what your skills are, what you're naturally inclined to do, and then leverage those things and think about how you can draw connections. Because a lot of times, like, for me, whenever I have a really, a really good idea or whenever I start down a really valuable path, it's always because I drew a connection that not a lot of people saw. Like not a lot of people saw that you could connect like these people who had really good YouTube content to um, not great Instagram accounts. Not a lot of people saw how they could be the bridge there, but I saw how I could be, make that connection between these two these, these two like chasms and like bridge the gap there. So a lot of times it just comes down to like thinking about how can you connect the dots that nobody else is seeing? How can you come in there and bridge those gaps that nobody else even knows exist? That is where I see a lot of potential. And again, it takes that creative thinking and thinking outside the box a little bit and, and being willing to go against the status quo of people just being like, well, that's just the way it is. Okay. If something is just the way it is, that's oftentimes where there's going to be the best opportunity for you to come in and shake things up by doing something that nobody else is doing nobody else is thinking of because everyone's just taking this one thing for granted they're like well this is the way it's always been done well then it's time for it to change like it's time for somebody to come in and do something different so for me yeah it's all about having that valuable skill finding a problem and then connecting those dots that nobody else sees um the the, the, the sort of the bridge for and I think, and this happened to me when I was younger, and, and still today, in building a, a business or the podcast or whatever it is, mm -hmm. I I would have a skill, and I would think that it wasn't a skill. Hmm. Let me explain. Like I would think, well, this is easy enough. Like I would imagine people know how to do it. Like for example, yeah. you, you're, you're thinking, okay, I have Instagram. It should be like if I'm growing my channel to like fifty thousand people, and I see other people that are not in my head. It's like, well, like, it's easy because I did it. So, but you, oh, you're not maybe. Huge. You're not thinking of maybe the hashtag game or, you know, looking at your insights. What time should I post? Like maybe you're not looking mm. into those details, but it would happen to me a lot. And it's because 
I was building something and I was in my bubble. So I wasn't yes. asking oh, people. Oh, exactly. Right? I'm in my bubble and I'm in my thing and I could be hours working in it. And then I don't ask people, what do you think? And then I, I create something. I'm like, ah, oh, this is garbage. And then I share with someone. They're like, this is amazing. Yeah. You should have built this a long time ago. And I'm like, and I think that happens to a lot of people. It's like we give up even before you begin because oh. you don't think that skill, you can maybe monetize that skill or maybe grow it into something else. Um, and I think that's what happens to a lot of people. So they don't begin YouTube because they're like, well, my I don't have a good camera. Start with your iPhone, mm. right? Do whatever it is. But again, it's also that that thing of like, well, my, is my skill good enough to make, to monetize it, right? That's so true. Like I always forget about this bubble that I'm in. And it, it really, like the times where I click back into reality is like when I'm, when I'm talking to other people, like I'll, like there's people on campus who, who will just hit me up and they'll be like, Hey, can you teach me Instagram? And I'll be like, yeah, like let's sit down for an hour and just like talk. And I do that. And they walk away from that just learning so much. And I didn't even think it was anything special. Like I was just telling them like basic things that I thought everyone knew. But like, since I've been in this bubble and been associating myself with people who are also in this bubble, it's, it's crazy because like all this stuff that I just take for granted everyone else they they don't know it and the same thing goes for podcasting like whenever i talk to me about podcasting they're like wow i never knew that or i never thought about things like that or i didn't know that was how the system works or i didn't know that was how rankings worked or i didn't know that's how marketing worked so being able to like take a step back and get that perspective is so important and i i often am not able to do that and when i'm not able to do that that's when i feel like that imposter syndrome really kicks in and I'm like, who am I to be doing this? Who am I to be yep. talking to people about this? Because I'm not even doing anything special. But when you take a step back and you look at 90% of people who aren't doing anything, they're just kind of existing. And then you see yourself like, like really going after something and really learning a lot about something like you are doing something special. Like if you're taking the time to, to listen to this podcast, to invest in yourself, like you are doing something special. Like you are doing something a lot, like you're doing a lot more than most of the population. Okay. And whatever you're working on, it's valuable. And whatever you're learning about, it's valuable. And not a lot of people know a lot about what you know about. So it's important to be confident in what you know and, and realize that that is going to be valuable to somebody. If you've taken time to, again, invest into yourself and learn things and build valuable skills, like that is going to provide value to people. And you need to be confident of that because if you're not confident about it, they're not going to be confident about it. But you have the skills, you have the knowledge to really, really help people. And you just need to be willing to share that with somebody. You need to be willing to to put put yourself out there and, and take a risk because again, the first time you reach out to somebody, it's gonna be really scary. Like the first time you ask someone for money to like teach them about something or to help them with a problem or to like do something for them, it's really scary because you're like, what if I do a bad job? What if I don't actually know anything? What if I'm not actually any good at this? But you have to take that leap because you are good enough. Like you have the skills, you have everything you need to get started. If, if, if you've taken the time to learn something valuable, like you need to share that with people. Like you are depriving people of your knowledge if you're not going out there and sharing it with them. So it's so important to get out of your bubble and, and to just get around people who, who need to learn from you and who, who can really, who can really benefit from the, the valuable information that you've accumulated. And I think that's so, so important that you mentioned that. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's also good to kind of surround yourself with like-minded people. So whether it is going to a meetup or whatever it is, you have a group of friends that kind of, I don't know, kind of respect the lifestyle that you have chosen to kind of, yeah. instead of watching Netflix and maybe playing video games, mm. you are, you know, working on your side hustle, you're working on building a brand and you're working on kind of making a difference in this world, right? So surround yourself yeah. with people that are like-minded will make will make a huge difference. Um, 
I did have a question, so I, or I guess um, part of this conversation. Do you think it's also important to have a mentor to be successful? Like, I know you mentioned your mom at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but I think she was more of like, you were thinking you could be an entrepreneur, but you had never seen it until she started doing it. And then you were mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, if my mom can do it, then I can definitely do it, right? So mm-hmm. do you think that you need a mentor to be successful or do you think that all those resources can be found online? So I think, first of all, it depends on how you define a mentor. I would definitely say that my mom, much more recently now, has been a huge mentor to me. I mean, because she's been like doing her own taxes and like doing all these business things that now I need to be doing um, for a long time. So she's been a really, really good resource for me, not only like on the entrepreneurship side of things, but also on the communication side of things. Like when I want to have a communicate, when I want to have like a conversation with somebody and like negotiate on like my pricing for a speaking event or like all these difficult, difficult conversations. Like she's a, she's an amazing resource and she's been a huge, huge mentor to me in my life. Um, so huge shout out to you, mom, if you're listening to this right now, um, you're the best, appreciate you. <laughs> but I've also, I've also had another mentor who, um, sort of inspired me to start creating content on YouTube. And he's again, that first client that actually started paying me to do his Instagram for him. And he's, he's put me on so many times. And I think the biggest thing, like you don't need a mentor. Like you, you definitely don't like you can find people around you who are doing cool stuff and you can um, associate with them and again, hang out with them and, and help inspire each other. And you can find um, communities online of people that you can just like hang out with and like bounce ideas off of and, and just like build community around yourself. And you can, you can find all this free information um, through my top two favorite mentors, which are Google and and YouTube. Um, but <laughs> I agree when it, when it comes to, when it comes to like an in-person mentor, um, I think, that it's not necessary. And through what I've, one of the questions that I, that I frequently ask my guests on my show is, is also the same question. It's like, did you have a mentor and do you think mentors are valuable? And 99% of the time they say, yes, they said they've had a mentor and it was extremely valuable to them. And, and because of that, because of that repetition, I'm very confident that it is, it is really, really valuable to have a mentor. And one of my guests described it best. He said, if you were driving from New York to LA, you could just get in your car. You could start driving South. You could start driving West. And eventually you'd probably end up in LA. Like you could probably get yourself there without a map, without a GPS, without anything. You could probably end up in LA eventually by just like getting on the highway and just following the signs that say South and following the signs that say West. And eventually you'll get there. Or you could get your phone, you could get a map, you could get a GPS and plug in LA and it would tell you exactly the fastest way to get there. And that's, that's sort of the same way that I see mentors. Like you could just try to wing it yourself and sort of just like weave your way there. You might take some wrong turns. You might hit some dead ends. Um, but you'd probably make it there eventually. But if you had a mentor, if you had somebody who told you the exact fastest way to get to you from where you are currently at to the destination that you want to be at, which should be where your mentor is at, there that's the best way to do it. You're gonna save yourself so much time. Mentor or, or guests on my show have told me that they have literally saved five, 10, 15 years of their life, or they've wasted rather 15 years of their life because they didn't invest in a mentor soon enough. They spent all this time trying to do it themselves. And then as soon as they brought a mentor on, it completely changed the game for them. So I think 
that having a mentor can really, really change the game for you. And again, this doesn't have to be anything super formal. Like it doesn't have to be a course. It doesn't have to be somebody who you um, pay to to mentor you. This could just be somebody who is in your local community that that is doing cool stuff or just somebody who's in a place that you want to be at. Like you could have mentors in all aspects of your life, in fitness, in like spirituality, in entrepreneurship, in finance, like in all these different spaces, you can have people that you look up to and that you learn from. But it's just important to make sure that like they are in the space that you want to be in. Like if you're taking relationship advice from someone, make sure that they have a solid relationship. Like make sure that they are, are, are practicing what they preach, that they're a product of the product. Make sure that they're not just like spitting like random stuff at you and they don't know what they're talking about so that's that's one of the most important things that i think people need to look at when they are thinking about learning from someone like are they in the place that you actually want to be in like actually like look at where they really are not what they say they're at but like they're, they're really at like what what does their real life look like and is that what you want your real life to look like and if so they're probably a great person to learn from if not then you probably want to find someone else but i think mentors can be a great way to sort of fast track you to that place where you want to be but here, here's what i want to say as well don't think that a mentor is going to do the work for you because they're not, okay? That's not the point of a mentor. The point of a mentor is to point you in the right direction. It's not to do the work for you, okay? A mentor is not going to run the marathon for you, okay? The mentor is going to run beside you and show you exactly how to do it. So if you take one step, they're going to take one step. If you take two steps, they're going to take two steps. But you need to make sure that you are actually taking the steps, that you're actually doing the work because if you're not, then they're not going to keep sticking with you. Like I know people hit me up every single day asking for how to start a podcast or asking for like Instagram advice. And I will give them free advice all day long as long as they take action with it. Like if I tell somebody to do something and they don't do it, I'm like, why did I just waste 15 minutes getting on a call with you when you're not even going to listen to the stuff that I just told you to do? Exactly. Like I've done that. I've been there before and this is what I did and it worked. So do this and they don't do it. And I'm like, I just wasted my time on you. Like I'm, I'm not going to invest more time into you if you are not taking the steps. If I'm taking one step, I want you to take two steps. If I'm taking two steps, I want you to take three steps. Like I need you to put in the work. If I'm going to give you stuff, I need, I need stuff back. So that's that's what I would say. They're like, don't expect them to do the work for you. You need to continuously work towards your stuff. But like, they are going to point you in the right direction. They're going to help you avoid those pitfalls that they made. And that's where the value is in a mentor. It's it's in getting there the quickest, but not in them doing the work for you. Exactly. And I think something that goes hand in hand with having a mentor is also, whether it is business or whatever it is that you're building that you have that mentor by your side is working with him or with yourself to him or her right to mm -hmm. define um success and what success means to you because i think we grow up in this mentality that success is you know going to college and getting a degree and finding a mm -hmm. job and you know mm -hmm. 2.5 kids and all of this stuff <laughs> and i i have an episode where it's like you know define success and how to do it right basically mm. talking about that do do you agree with that saying do you do you think that it's really important that even not even before you start a business or anything but while you're working through it you need to define your own success because you're going to be living a different lifestyle so i feel like it's really good to define what success means to you do, do you agree with that thought yeah absolutely i think it's really important to, to have like again clear goals but also like have your version of success and I see I, I catch myself doing this all the time, but like my version of success is oftentimes rooted in outside things like the way that I appear to other people or like the things that I possess. When in reality, like success, the way I see it, success is an internal thing. Like you feel success internally. And I think that it's really important to bring that sort of definition of success from the outside to the inside. And, and for me, 
it's important for me to feel a certain way. Like that is the destination for me is the way that I feel, not the way that I look to other people. And for me, that's what success is. And again, that depends on uh, on you and what your priorities are. Like some people, their success might be rooted in like external things, but for me, it's it's completely internal. And I, I catch myself again slipping and thinking like, oh well, if I had this this car or this like lifestyle or this whatever, like then it, I, I would enjoy life so much more. But but in reality, like my version of success is is completely internal. And again, that's not that's not for everyone. But like know what your success looks like, and again, anchor yourself in that and bring yourself back to that, and like write it on the walls and, and just make sure that you're com- you're you're constantly bringing yourself back to like this is what success is. This is what I'm working towards. This is why I'm doing what I do every single day. Yep. Because if you don't have that strong why, if you don't have that strong like vision that you're working towards, it's going to be a lot harder. And for me, that that why is so much stronger when it's internal than when it's external. Because when it's external, it's not really my goal. Like it's the goal that other people are setting for me. It's the goal that like society wants for me. It's the goal that, that I see on Instagram. When that's not a strong enough goal for me to work towards every single day. Like that's not strong enough to get me out of bed every single day. Like what's strong enough for that is like the goal that's inside and like the stuff that's inside and, and how I really feel every single day. So I think it's important to, again, you need, you need to have that strong, that strong like why and that strong like vision of success that you're working towards that really is yours. It's not anyone else's. It's not your family's. It's not your friends. It's not Instagram's version of success. Like it is your version of success. And that's, it's tricky to find. Like I'm constantly finding mine. I've, I, I've, definitely have not locked down my version of success it's a process something that i that i get closer to every single day but and it evolves as you evolve it evolves yeah. oh absolutely it evolves like my goals evolve very regularly like i'm always i'm always learning more i'm always getting more perspective on on what i could be doing and where i could be going but it's it's so important to have that 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 vision of success and again like you said it it totally it totally evolves over time but like know generally where you want to go and like what what success actually looks like to you and not not your friends not your family not society that's awesome so i did have a question going back to um going back to being young and in school yeah. and, and doing a business <laughs> and whatnot is it hard to balance um being in school and maybe having friends that want to go out and party but you know that you want to work on your podcast and your other businesses is it is it hard to balance that because i feel like when i was younger i had a lot of friends that would be like well let's go to party and i, and I still wanted to do some things for me Mm-hmm. And I really, I really struggled with it. So, so what do you say to to those people that are maybe in, around your age and are trying to live that lifestyle with your friends, but at the same time work on your projects on the side? Yeah, so that's a great question, and I get that in every interview that I do, just because <laughs> people are always like, like, how do you do it all? Like, how do you balance these things? How do you do friends? How do you do school? How do you do entrepreneurship? And um, what I, what I would say to that is, I really, I didn't do it all. I did not have any balance at all. I would say last year. So I'm a sophomore in college right now. Freshman year had no balance whatsoever. I had very few friends. I didn't really talk to many people at all. Um, and I didn't, I didn't form any deep relationships. Like I was literally just working on me and my stuff and I didn't really focus any of my time, energy, attention on anything other than that. I mean, I went to like a few parties here and there. I met a couple people, but like I was doing me, like I was not, I, that, that wasn't my focus. That wasn't my priority. Like my priority was not to make friends. So I didn't. And that's, that's totally fine. And it's totally up to you and what you're trying to do. And again, what your goals are. We're like, what's your version of success? Does that involve having meaningful relationships with other people? And if it does, then like spend time and invest in that. And I realized 
this year that my version of success does entail meaningful relationships with people. So I have been spending more time investing in that. And that does come at the detriment of my business because like you, you only have so much time in the day and it's all about how you prioritize it. Like stop saying you don't have enough time and stop saying it's not a, and start saying it's not a priority for you. Cause like exactly. we all have 24 hours, but it's like, where are your priorities at? So for me, I, I shifted my priorities and I said, okay, people are now a priority for me and I want to invest my time into relationships with other people. And it was tricky at first because I was a very, very one-dimensional person because, again, I'd spent a full year just doing me and, and learning about entrepreneurship and personal finance. And, like, that was all I could talk about. Like, I didn't know what the latest <laughs> show on Netflix was. I didn't know anything about, like, sports or, like, pop culture or literally anything. So You're like, Game of Thrones, what? I'm, yeah, part like, that, I'm part of that 1% that, that, that doesn't – yeah, I'm part of the 1% <laughs> that doesn't watch it. Like everyone – you go to the supermarket, even Oreos have a label for it. Like I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I hear people talking about this. I think there's like in my living room actually um, – one of my roommates has like some Game of Thrones posters and I, I don't even know. Um, but <laughs> so, so I – I, I had to find other things that I was passionate about. And for me, it actually turned out to be um, this is like the least I would never I would never expect myself to get into this. But I got really into dancing and I'm, I'm like super into swing dancing now. And this is something that I never I never in a million years would have expected myself to to enjoy like dancing just because I'm like I'm just like an awkward dude. I mean, I'm pretty outgoing, but like I'm not coordinated enough. I never thought I was coordinated enough to like actually like be decent at dancing. Um, but next <laughs> semester, I'm actually going to be a dance instructor. So I got like really into dancing. I'm like super about it now. And that's how I've been able to meet a lot of people. And I mean, I'm not super into like, like you said, partying, like maybe like twice, three times a semester, I'll go to like a house party. But like, that's not like my idea of like a, like a fun time. I would much rather like go out dancing for the night and like <laughs> go Latin dancing to like two in the morning. Nice. Like that's that's what I want to be doing. So I've I found and I made a lot of really like meaningful connections through that because I mean dancing is just such a great way to meet people. Honestly, like you just go out there, you're just like you just walk up to somebody like you want to dance and you just start, start dancing, have a conversation, and that's been like the the best way for me and again it was a way for me to like not be so one-dimensional because now I, I don't just have like entrepreneurship to talk about I can also talk about like dancing and like meeting people and it's it's been really valuable for me to really realize that that was a priority for me was like meeting other people and expanding myself rather than just being like a one-dimensional person because like if I wanted to go out there and create the next like trillion dollar company then yeah I, I would have had to spend 18 hours a day working and and not done anything else like if I want to be the next Jeff Bezos like I'm not taking Thursday nights to go Latin dancing till two in the morning like that's not that's not gonna fly so but that's not what I wanted to do like that wasn't my goal that's not my priority that's not where I want to be I want to be somebody who's living a fulfilled life doing what I want to do meeting people having a good time and just like kicking it while I can. So like that was <laughs> that was my idea of success. And I, I realized that like I don't need to be working like 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Like that's just not that's not what's gonna bring me closer to my version of success. So I changed it and I spent more time investing in people and, and dancing and just like finding fun things to do. So I think it's important to again use use your actions to bring yourself closer to your goals and your version of success. And that's what that's what I had to do and, and, and figure out how I was gonna do that. And for me it was it was spending more time with people. That's awesome. This is great. I think we've covered so much and I think it's all great content and all great conversations that definitely people can apply to their lives. And um, I like to kind of wrap up the episodes by asking the guest, uh, are there any any books or movies or, or blogs or maybe something that you read recently or maybe a while ago that made an impact or that you would recommend someone because you really enjoyed it? 
or maybe that was something that you read that laid the foundation for you to create the podcast. It can be any anything that you think would be a great resource for for someone who's listening uh, to the podcast. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is I was just so a guy I had on my podcast yesterday actually just turned me on to this YouTube channel that has been absolutely fascinating and it's called Academy of Ideas. So I would highly recommend anyone who is trying to um, do more self-reflection or just like think more deeply. That's That's been a big focus for me lately is I like took a step back and I realized in the last year I have I have not thought deeply about like anything. Like I literally just go through life. I'm just always taking action. I'm never taking time to step back and think about my actions. Think about if what I'm doing is the most effective thing I could be doing. I'm always just like doing, doing, doing. I'm never like stepping back to think. So I, I really realized that that is something that I need to be doing more of. So I found this, this guy referred me to this YouTube channel called Academy of Ideas. And this stuff goes really deep. Like I was watching this video about like solitude and it's just like, ridiculously deep stuff like I need to watch these videos like five times just to comprehend like half of what they're talking about but if you want to like really expand your mind and like open <laughs> yourself up to like new stuff would highly recommend that also if you are just getting started in the world of entrepreneurship um, and you want to get some new ideas in your head rich dad poor dad this book has yep. been extremely impactful for me this is the first entrepreneurially financially related book I ever read picked it up in a thrift shop for like a dollar dollar ninety nine nice goodwill <laughs> <laughs> um, and I burned through it in like a day because it was just like so it was all novel information for me at that point like that was when I was like whatever like 17 18 years old and was really just like getting into it and it was extremely like if you are just getting started this book will literally change your life a lot of people have arguments about it or like it's too simple I'm like this is exactly what I needed like I was at that point that book changed my entire like direction and and everything about my life so again that book was huge I've also got some other books over here but but that was definitely the most impactful one um that I've ever read for sure hands down and then yeah Academy of Ideas um I'm just getting into that right now but would highly recommend checking that out as well I'm gonna definitely check that out myself I think it's important to also take a break like I'm very mm. go 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 all the time yeah and I have ADHD so I can be doing one task but then I'm thinking about the other one that I'm gonna do <laughs> so I I've been trying to implement in my life a little bit of meditation whenever mm. I can because sometimes I'm like I fail like I wake up late or you know and sure. I have to go to work or I have to do something but as much as I can there's so many apps that, that I really I recommend that for mm. a lot of people that that are like us right we're, we're just yeah. going 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 <laughs> and then we forget to kind of take care of ourselves as well that's the um, truth so I appreciate so much uh, this conversation has been great. I think uh, all the listeners are definitely going to appreciate it as well and a lot of quality content that we discussed here. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I'm so stoked that I got to be here and chat with you today. And that is a wrap for episode seven. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We talked a little bit about everything and just being young and ambitious, right? And having that drive when you have time to learn something, time to do a project, time to build something that's going to better your future. Why not do it? And again, if you are a fan of the podcast, please go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. Again, share the website, Turning Point Podcast or the Spotify link, or the iTunes link, or now the YouTube link. Yes, I now have the audio for the episodes in YouTube, and I will be making some videos as well to complement that content on YouTube. So go ahead and start sharing that link. If you want to contribute to the podcast, remember to go to patreon.com slash turning point podcast. You will find different tiers depending on how much you're willing to contribute, how much you can contribute. Again, if you do not have money, do not feel obligated to give any. 
if you do there's different tiers and some of them will give you the opportunity to know who is coming to be in the podcast so that you can submit your questions you get a shout out you get your question answered it's a great time that's it for now so peace out and see you next time